Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. I am your one and only host, Grace Scotto, and thank you so much for choosing me as your podcast. It is officially a new month. It is September, and I am very excited about that, but also very anxious because school is starting. Um, actually, because it's September, I decided that I wanted to make a vision board Um, If you don't know what a vision board is, then go watch my last episode from last week because I talked about manifesting and how to create vision boards and so many other fun topics. It was seriously one of my highly requested episodes and so many of you loved it, which means the world to me. So thank you for listening. But I actually made a vision board for the month of September. I posted this on my Instagram. So if you're not following, you should. So you can see it's just at Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. Um, But basically, I just wanted to create something to give you guys like a visual example because obviously you guys can't see me at all. The only thing that you can hear is just my voice. Um, I know there's like really professional podcasters who like like get paid like a ton of money. Um, I know like Alex Cooper has a podcast and like you can like see her talking into the microphone, which I think is so cool, but you guys don't really want to see me right now because I literally just woke up. It's actually pretty, this is like one of the earliest times I've recorded, like I have not brushed my teeth and done nothing, like just came straight to the pod. So yeah, but I did make a vision board and it was super fun. I did mine digitally, but like I said in last week's episode, you can do it um, on paper, you can use collages from cutouts of magazines like whatever you want but if you want to know more then go listen to last week's episode but I thought that would be a good way to start off September um for my Swifties who are listening yes my Swifties you heard me correctly I just want to check in on you guys because I don't know if you heard but Taylor Swift just dropped that she is releasing an album in October and I literally could not be more excited. I am so excited. It's like Meet Me at Midnight. I cannot wait. Um, and I just thought that I would ask you guys how you're doing because my mind was blown when I saw that. Like, I was screaming and jumping up and down. So I thought that would be an honorable mention in the introduction of today's episode. Also, as fall is approaching, which has me hyped, I. My goal. I'm going to tell you guys my goal. I am striving for a Rory Gilmore fall vibe this year. If you've never seen Gilmore Girls, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's one of my favorite shows on Netflix. I actually haven't seen it in so long, so I'm so excited to rewatch it this fall. And I'm just like in channeling my inner Rory Gilmore. Like I want cream sweaters and little skirts and my ducks. And I'm just so freaking pumped for fall clothes, weather, food, like all of it, give it to me. And speaking of that, pumpkin spice is out and I have already had too much. It's funny because I used to think that it was like the grossest drink ever. And then last year, one of my friends was like, just please like order it and just try it. She was like, I'm begging you. And I was like, okay, I will. And I fell in love with it. And shout out to you. If you're listening, you know who you are, but I love pumpkin spice so much. And I'm just so hyped for fall. Um, so last night, actually, I just want to give a movie recommendation. 
I actually do have an episode planned to talk about movies, which will be like one of our fun episodes that I do to switch things up a bit. But last night I watched 10 Things I Hate About You. And can I just say that that is one of the best movies ever. And the poem scene gets to me every time. I literally cry every time she reads that poem in her class. It kills me. Um, I just love that movie. Heath Ledger, he does such a good job. I miss him so much. But literally, such a great movie. So highly recommend. But the reason why I wanted to get on the topics of movies is because since it is September, guys, September 23rd, I will be front row seats at the movie theater because don't worry darling is this month whoop whoop um it's the new movie with harry styles and florence Pugh. florence Pugh is my favorite actress in the whole world i'm just so excited for this freaking movie um i think it's gonna be the highlight of my september but yeah so i just had to shout out and talk about my swifties and my harrys because you know i'm one of them so yeah but speaking of September and the transition of entering a new month, I thought that this quote would be really appropriate for our quote of the week and entering a new season. And it is, I will let September be what September needs to be. And this is by an artist under the tag at Garden24Co on Instagram. Um, they make really, really cool posts and have like daily affirmations. But I saw this yesterday and I posted it on my story and I was like, this would actually be perfect for this week's episode because I feel like when entering new months and especially September too, considering that it's like back to school and stuff, we like picture it out before it even happens. And I've already imagined what it's going to look like and some of the things that I've thought about like going into September are definitely not the most positives. And I just have pictured it out and I've given it such like crazy expectations. And I think that this quote is such like a good mind opener because seriously, like we can picture a certain thing to be however we want it to look like, but that doesn't mean that's how it's going to come out. Like we just have to let it be and just trust that the universe like has a plan for us and that we're going to be okay because we will be okay. But I just think that that quote was super, super good and perfect because it's a new month. And I am the type of person to actually get kind of anxious as we enter new months. I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, maybe it's just because school's starting and that's what has me stressed out. But entering new months is kind of a big thing. Like, I just think it all ties into that quote, like having expectations that can sometimes be a little damaging. Um, and more on the mental health side of things, I have actually been really unmotivated recently and it might even be a little bit of seasonal depression too. Um, I have been draining a lot of my energy trying to mentally prepare for school starting rather than enjoying the end of my summer, which is what I should be doing. Um, another thing is that my room is really, really messy. And if you know me, my room is always spotless. But we have been keeping the kid, Elliot, like in my room now for probably four weeks. He sleeps in my room every night because he can't be downstairs alone. Our other cat, just in case something happens, we not, we're not sure. They're not really that warmed up to each other yet. Like she's not a fan. I talked about this last week, but I don't want to like repeat myself. But my room is a mess. 
Um, it's never been this messy in forever. Like his litter box is in here. Like it's kind of gross. Um, but my dad actually built like these dividers that like go on the, the entryways of two separate our, so we have an entryway between our, um, living room and family room. So Elliot will get the living room and then Sparky or other cab will get the family room and we'll put the dividers up at night and then his litter box will go in there that way they can be separated at night and I can have my room back but I'm so excited for when I can deep clean my room and I genuinely think that's what's throwing me off is because I just feel so unproductive when my space is unorganized but luckily we're moving him downstairs and he's totally worth it and another thing is like I know this feeling will pass and everything will work out motivation and your levels of productivity fluctuate so much all the time like I go through phases where I'm super productive I wake up early every morning and I go for bike rides and blah 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 and then there are some days where I sleep until 2 p.m that is normal and that is healthy let me tell you I know it can be easy to beat yourself up about it but let me just tell you that it's normal and I'm going through it right now so if you are too you're not alone so to hop into something a little bit more (laughs) exciting to talk about I guess um books of the week. You guys love when I do these. You like when I post on my story of like books that I've been reading. I've gotten so many DMs about it and that just makes me so happy that I can share one of my favorite things with you guys. Um, But I finished every summer after like I talked about last week and it had the most nostalgic feeling ever. I loved it so much. Funny story but the book where it was where it took place was in Prince Edward County and that is in Canada the book took place in Canada but I actually for my whole childhood up until COVID my family and I have had a cottage uh, through my mom's side but we have had a cottage in Canada for ever since like the dawn of time it started really early in her family and it just got passed down through generation and it was like our vacation spot. We would go up there every summer. It was in the middle of nowhere, um, like super remote, like no cell service, like totally a great way to disconnect. And a lot of the places that was mentioned in the book, like Kingston, were places that we would go to during the summer. That's like where we would go shopping. There was an Urban Outfitters there that I loved. But um, I just really think that I connected to the book more because it had such a nostalgic vibe. But um. Actually, recently we have sold the cottage, which was really, really heartbreaking. Um, We obviously couldn't go up during COVID and pandemic. And just because right now it, my grandparents and my great uncle own it as of now, and they're getting a little bit older, it's harder for them to maintain. Like my grandma can't go up there anymore. And my mom and my aunt just can't really keep up with it. But I think... I'm not 100% sure, but I think we're going to start renting it out like an Airbnb. That way we can still go up. Fingers crossed. That's what we're doing. I'm really, really hoping that's what we end up doing because I would love to go back up there. I loved it up there. It was my childhood. So we'll see. Who knows? I'll keep you guys updated, but I haven't been up there in a long time, but I just wanted to talk about that because the book really reminded me of that. And I think I connected it. I like connected to the book so much more and I loved it. Highly recommend. Then I read Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It was fantastic. And she actually just dropped a new book, which has me so excited because with her books, the characters like connect 
in a way. And like she mentions other characters in her books, which I really, really love. And I love her. She has actually viewed my Instagram stories on my podcast account, which has me hyped, which literally is like crazy. I love her. And I have just now started reading It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. It's a rom-com. So I will update you guys next week when I finish it. And that's crazy for me to say because by then I will have started school. So, oh my God. But yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode. I am going to try my very best to continue uploading every Friday. You guys seem to like that. Um, I know things get hectic with school, but I promise you that I will work on grinding it out. And I am not going to stop this podcast by any means. So yeah. But speaking of school, today I will be talking about the education system flaws. There are so many things that me and my fellow peers will beat ourselves up about regarding work, classes, etc. And what some of you might not know is that some of these things aren't our fault. Lots of stuff that happens in school is out of our control, yet we still work ourselves up about it and we blame the issues on ourselves. So fun facts, my therapist and I actually talk about this a lot. She has helped me change my perspective on so many things. So that's where some of the inspiration for today's episode comes from. Shout out to Tina as always. But seriously, I have talked to her about my dependency on validation and all of this different stuff and like how school has played a major role within my anxiety. And we've talked about so many things and I realized that a lot of this stuff isn't actually my fault. And I will explain more what that means as we get in. But I'm just going to start off with what I consider to be the number one issue in schools today, which is the need to be perfect all the time. I genuinely think that society and like social media all intertwines with school and it just like forces us to be this perfect version of ourselves, which nobody's perfect. So let me explain. From the very, very start, As we walked into kindergarten, we were told that if we didn't work hard, pay attention, focus, etc., that we would fail. Well, I'm here to be the counter-argument and tell you that failure is actually needed. This is something that has taken me a long time to grasp and understand, but failure is how we learn and continue to grow. So personally for me, and something that has been very degrading on my mental health, is that school has shaped me to be very dependent on academic validation. How well I perform in school determines how happy I can feel. And let me tell you, this is not normal or healthy. I have genuinely had some of the worst mental breakdowns I can remember over a stupid assignment that won't even matter in 50 years. And I'm saying this because I know I'm not the only one who struggles with this. So many of my friends are the exact same way and will be crying over tests and homework and things that really aren't that important, but the way that society and school has like blinded us makes it seem like it's life or death. Some of the teachers that I've had in high school have made it seem that if we fail, the world will come to an end. We are told that if we don't get perfect grades every second of every minute, we will fail and automatically have no future. The worst part is that my brain believes this even when I know it's not true. When I fail a test or I make a mistake on an assignment, whatever, and my grade lowers in that crap, class I automatically picture my future which is so stupid 
because I've talked to my parents and stuff and they're like, yeah, we failed all the time. and We've made mistakes, but yet they're still successful. They're still alive. But I'm telling you the way school has shaped things. Like if I fail a test, I will look into the future. Like I am a fortune teller and I just automatically like picture myself being declined from every college, not getting the jobs that like not getting a job that I will like or need or want you know, being unsuccessful, like I automatically picture the worst outcome when it's normal to fail tests or assignments. It happens. And, you know, sometimes I'll make a mistake and I'll shrug it off. But if it happens again, then that's where it crosses the line. Like there's no flexibility. And it's just like this really, really toxic relationship that students have with grades. I know there are some kids that like don't care about their grades, but I genuinely think that 90% of us do try our very hardest and when we get a bad grade it's the end of the world for us which is so upsetting because that's not how it should feel but besides having perfect grades the quote-unquote perfect student has to be an athlete or perfect at whatever hobby they pick listen I play softball and I know I'm not the best I get that I do it for fun but that's become so hard when the only like when only the best players get to go on the field. This creates toxic competition, which is so relevant in today's society and in school. But like seriously, I don't really enjoy school sports anymore because they are so competitive and it feels like we're in the Olympics when we're not like I'm going to be a junior in high school. I'm not planning on going to the, the Olympics. Like, I'm not planning on playing softball in college. Like, I'm just doing this for fun. I'm doing it to hang out with my friends, to get some exercise, learn some new skills, get a hobby, whatever. But I'm telling you, school has transformed sports into the Olympics. And I feel like it's the same with grades. It's always a competition. When it comes to tests and finals... The need for validation creates so much more anxiety, especially if you're being pressured by teachers or parents. But like when a teacher is standing up in the front and she's like, "Okay, class, like we're going to have a test on Friday. I physically can feel my heart sink, not because well, maybe it's because I'm worried about the test and like it's maybe a hard subject, but because I'm so afraid that I'm going to fail like genuinely like I'm terrified and that's why I think I'm so anxious about going back to school and that's like not that's not healthy or normal at all like that's so bad but our school requires at least the school that I go to our school requires requires regents finals that have to be passed for the student to excel but the thing is is that these tests don't even matter if you want to go to an out-of-state school so our the school that I go to in the district that I'm in puts all of the pressure on these end of the year regents exam finals, which is like the overall material that you learned in the class. And it is the most stressful time for literally anybody. You can ask any high school student and I guarantee you they will tell like when regents are coming and taking the tests. But it's just all of the pressure that is being put on us. It's insane. And a good teacher or parent should understand that grade fluctuations are normal. Just like how that rule applies to mental health. Schools preach mental health and taking breaks for yourself, except when it will impact your sports or getting that one assignment done. 
So many teens today struggle with mental illness. And if you simply cannot get your homework done one day because you are mentally exhausted, then so be it. Mental health is so much more important than school. And I know that it's easy for me to sit here and preach it, but I also understand that that is so difficult to understand. I can vividly remember, I know I've talked about this before, I did an episode about reaching rock bottom, but my freshman year of high school was when I really started dealing with depression. It was the worst that it's ever been. And I'm thankful for how far I've come. But I vividly remember one night I had done so much work in that day because we had online school at the time. We were like half remote, half online. Half from that makes no sense. We were half in school and then half online. Um, And I just remembered one day it was like the day where I was online and I had so much work. And by the time I finished it, it was like late in the night and keep in mind like I was not a procrastinator like I like to get up and get my work done when I get home I try and get it done like I'm typically pretty good with that stuff but I just had so much that day that it took me a really long time and I literally remember trying to get this marketing assignment done and my brain was like hey like I'm really tired like I need to go to bed like my depression was really bad that week like I just wasn't feeling it but I am still like this now. I am still like this. And this is something that I have to work at. And this is a goal that I'm trying to set for myself to get better at. But like, I would not stop. I would not take a break. It was like I was glued to the page. And my mom came in and was like, hey, like, can I help you get this done so you can go to bed? And my dad did too. And I just snapped. I started hysterically sobbing. I started screaming about how much I hate school. Like, it was one of the worst breakdowns that I can remember. Um, And I get that mental health is so much more important, important than school. Like, I will tell anybody that. But when it comes to myself genuinely accepting that, it goes right out the window. And I didn't care because I valued this one assignment over my well-being which is so upsetting. And looking back now, I just like want to go back in time and hug myself and just tell myself to go to bed and get a good night's sleep and start again in the morning. But it's so hard for me to do that. I've gotten better with reading and stuff like being able to take breaks for myself. Um, And this is a journey that I am going to work with probably up until I'm a senior. And I am going to be updating you guys constantly and telling you how it's going because I don't want to be the type of podcaster who sits here and tells you guys all of this stuff but then doesn't take any of her own advice. I've done it before but it's genuinely something that I am going to work at this year. And another thing that I want to touch on is that half of the subjects we're learning are irrelevant. So many young adults lack important knowledge such as saving money, mortgages, and other important things that schools don't teach. Not everyone is interested in science or English. School makes it hard to put our energy into things we genuinely enjoy. I am telling you right now that school has helped me understand that I will never be a scientist when I'm older. I hate science. I hate math. Those are my least favorite subjects. And I just hate that this year I can already tell and like feel that all of my stress is going to be in chemistry and algebra too. I know those are going to be my top two stressors this year and I'm dreading taking these classes but I have to in order to graduate and I just know that in the future like I'm never gonna want 
to do anything related to science or math. I mean, like, I want to travel, maybe do something in the mental health realm. And, like, yeah, science is involved with that, but not, like, chemistry science, if that makes sense. I don't even know. But I just know, like, some of these subjects are so irrelevant. Like, geometry, I took that class last year, absolutely hated it. I don't know when I'm going to use it again. And I know that's, like, such a common phrase. And the teachers are like, oh, well, you'll use this, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I just think there are such better things that we could be learning, like, how to set up a mortgage and how to buy a house or how to properly save, things like that. Another thing is that school kills creativity. Students are not given possibilities to explore their areas of interest deeply. They are forced to follow an extremely structured course of education. Ideas that do not fit within the assignment guidelines are shot down and disregarded. This, literally, I'm telling you, the only aspect in school where I can genuinely be creative is art. If I take an art class, then I can be created, creative created (laughs) I can be creative but even then there are rules on what the assignment has to look like and things like that and I get it that you have to follow the curriculum I'm telling I can't say this word I knew I shouldn't have said it curriculum there we go I cannot say that word for the life of me if someone held me at gunpoint was like say that word I would be screwed but um even then like we have to follow the guidelines and it's so hard to be creative um I, my favorite class is English. I love to write. I love to read. But the books we read in English are so outdated. And some of them I get their like good learning values in the books. But like half of the stuff that we did, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like seriously? The only book that I've read in high school that I've genuinely enjoyed was The Catcher in the Rye. I love that book so much. And I got a hundred on the essay, not to brag, but it was because we could write about past experiences and I connected myself to Holden through mental health. Anyways, that was sophomore. I don't know if I'm pretty sure every, I don't know. I feel like they're banning that book. I saw something about it, but whatever, but I genuinely like that book, but seriously, like there's just so many things that I'm not interested in so many outdated things and it just kills creativity. And like I said before, like I've spent hours into the night doing homework to make sure everything is perfect. And it makes it so difficult to lower my standards with the pressure of society. Because like I will be like, one day I'll be like, oh yeah, like it's just like a grade, like it doesn't define me. You know, like I'm on a floating rock, I'm okay. But then I go on TikTok or I go on Instagram and I'm seeing people doing like a day in my life at school or like. And channeling my inner, like, academic aesthetic, like, and then these girls making aesthetic videos of them getting, like, hundreds on all of their tests and assignments. And I just feel like the biggest idiot in the world. And I, then I'm just like, oh, well, forget what I just told myself. Uh, Apparently, like, these grades do define me and I need to work harder because of the pressure of schools, teachers, parents, society, and it just all goes down the drain. So it's like this never ending cycle. Also disclaimer, I just want to say when I mentioned parents, that does not apply to me. Thank God. My parents are so chill when it comes to grades. Their motto is as long as you try your best, then that's all we could ask for, which I'm so thankful that they are my parents. But this is for other people because I do know that a lot of my friends and peers struggle with this, the pressure of their parents. So just a little quick PSA. But another thing that is commonly, commonly missed 
is that some kids seriously do try as hard as they can, which is all that really matters in high school is that you're putting in your best effort. I know that I have studied my ass off only to fail a test. That's out of my control. But it's so easy for teachers to just assume that you put no work into studying or the assignment. Let it not go unnoticed that some of the work we have to do is genuinely difficult. And some kids really do try their hardest, but maybe they're just not a good test taker. I know I'm not a good test taker. I've had this conversation with before with my math teacher last year. When the test is given to me, I get the worst test taking anxiety ever because of the pressure that I'm facing of, you know, like being perfect all the time. And society is like, oh, only the smartest kids who get 100s are going to be successful. Or, you know, like I depend on academic validation. If I fail, then I'm a loser. And that's just so not true. It's so not true. And there are so many people out there who have dropped out of high school and are now some of the most successful people in the world. Like, for instance, I know Emma Chamberlain left high school early. I think she graduated early. I'm not sure, but yeah, I think she graduated early. But like, she left high school early and she's right now touring around Europe and is doing collabs with Louis Vuitton and Aritzia. Like, I'm telling you right now, you can still be successful out of high school, regardless of how you performed in high school. But I just hate that that's how we are, you know, like, conceited every day in school. Like, we're told if we fail that we're not going to make it. And that's why when I am handed a test, I freak out and my anxiety just goes through the roof. But it just really, like, hurts when you understand that there are kids out there trying their very best and still fail. That's normal and that's okay. But it's just overlooked so much and that sucks because I know how awful it feels when you try your best and don't get the grade that you want. So another aspect that I'm going to be talking about is competition. And I know I mentioned this before in the sports aspect of school, but it also exists in the classroom. For my straight A students, there's always competition. And for my non-straight A students, there's competition all the time. It's like a never-ending race to see who can do better. I know that this has harmfully impacted me, especially if I score lower in a subject that I know I'm good at. This creates an awful competition that nobody wants to have in their friendships. I hate this to say this, but I am always comparing myself to others and my friends in school, especially those in AP classes. I am constantly telling myself that I can be doing better, I'm not worthy, I'm never going to be as smart as them, good enough, etc. And this is probably one of the worst things that have, that has impacted my mental health. Um, a lot of my friends are in AP classes, and a lot of my friends are really good at math and science. And those are the two subjects that I struggle with the most. And also, like, I feel like I have friends that are good at every single thing that they do. Like, they're driving and they're just perfect at everything. And I know that's not true and I know nobody's perfect and that's such an unrealistic standard. And I, like, hate that I'm saying that. But it's true. And when I don't do as good as them or I study really hard and I still do bad, like, I am just my biggest bully. I shred on myself. I am so mean. 
And I also, I know I say this a ton, but have an episode about being my biggest bully. So go listen to that too. But that ties in with that. And I'm always comparing myself. I'm also so afraid that people are going to think that I'm stupid. I'm like dreading this year for when I'm in math and they like teachers randomly call on you and I just like dumbfounded and don't know what to say because I just don't know the answer. Like, I don't know why I care so much, but I just get so worked up about what people think about me. Even though half of these people that I'm going to school with, I'm not going to see again out of high school. And I don't even care what half of these people think of me, but it's still in the back of my mind and it still freaks me out all the time. But in addition to this, which I know I've talked about before, but school expects us to have it all figured out by 18. This is so scary, especially considering that I am a junior this year and I have to start thinking about colleges. I have no idea where I want to go to college, let alone what I want to be. My daily struggle is still trying to figure out what I should have for breakfast, not where I want my life to go. I just, this freaks me out so much, but like I have been in places where like teachers will go around and be like, so like, what do you guys want to do when you leave high school? Or like even at doctor's appointments, things like that. I even told like family members and I'm like, oh, like the only thing that I know that I want to do is something regarding mental health. Obviously, it's my passion, if you can't tell. And I want to travel. That is my biggest dream in life. My biggest goal is to travel. I want to go to Europe so badly. And I'll tell them this, and I'll mainly say, like, I just want to travel. But I'm automatically shot down. I'm told, well, you're not going to be able to do that if you don't go to a a successful college. Sorry, my brain is running faster than my mouth. Or, you know, you're not going to be able to travel if you don't go to a good college or if you don't have a good job. Like, you need to figure out your priorities. And that's just so harmful. And like sometimes the things that have like I've been told, it's like mean. Like I'm not going to say who told me, but one time I've been told, oh, well, you're not going to be able to travel because you're a girl and it's dangerous. And I get that the world is a dangerous place, especially for women, but screw that. Like absolutely not. I'm not going to let anybody tread on my dreams like I will travel with other people that I know I'm safe with I will bring a taser for god's sakes but like I've just been shot down and I don't understand how I'm supposed to have it figured out by 18 I think it's impossible nobody has it figured out by 18 I don't think anyone has it figured out by the age of 50 because life is constantly evolving and it just doesn't work like that um and also to like I just get shot down when I say that I want to travel because the first thing that follows it up is, well, you have to go to a good college and have good grades and make good money. And I have seen people who, like on TikTok or whatever, who travel around the world in a van and live off of like super like cheap resources and they're thriving. I just hate that so much. And I hate that that is always followed up with something in regards to traveling or maybe taking a gap year, things like that, it's just shot down, I feel like. But some issues in the school system go even deeper. According to the Atlantic Daily, and I quote, perhaps the most serious consequences of the broken system narrative is that it draws attention away from real problems that the nation has never fully addressed. The public education system is undeniably flawed yet many of the deepest flaws have been deliberately cultivated. There is inequality, racial segregation, for instance, aren't byproducts of of a system that broke. 
They are direct consequences of an intentional concentration of privilege. And placing the blame solely on teachers' training or the curriculum or the design of the high school, quote-unquote, the brokenness, perpetuates that fiction that all schools can be made great without addressing issues of race, class, and power, unquote. I was doing research and I found this and I wanted to share because this goes even farther than mental health, but so many issues that we have assumed are long gone still exist today and are easily brushed off. Racism is so alive. Like if you think that we left racism back in the 1900s, back in the whatever, like, no, we didn't. It still exists today. And I have seen it in school. I have seen issues with like powers of class and just like bullying. And I've seen it firsthand. And that is such an issue. But I hate the fact that these problems still live in our schools. Yet sometimes the main concern is the dress code or grades. Deep down, there are so many more like bigger issues that are impacting our schools and I just think it's sad how it's overlooked and I just think that it's something that we as a nation just we as a country need to work on and I saw just so many articles saying the same thing and then I also found more about how students mental health is being destroyed over grades I have talked to some of my friends and they feel the same way I know one of my really closest friends like shreds herself over grades and I'm the same way and we'll write each other messages like oh it's okay to make mistakes it's normal they don't define you but when it's vice versa and it happens to you the whole thing is just thrown out the window but overall to recap I think that my biggest piece of advice is to try to find balance I think this is the best way to help your mental health although schoolwork can be tedious and frustrating Integrate things that you love into your day. This episode was not to bash teachers or school itself. Some teachers that I've had in the past were understanding and so helpful. I have met some of the nicest people in high school, but there are still broken pieces that we need to pick up. For people who are listening who struggle with (laughs) academic validation, I accidentally wrote economic validation. I don't know why I put that. I also was planning this episode really late last night. But for people who do struggle with academic validation and the idea of failure, remember that it's normal and that you can't be perfect all the time, which is a concept that we all need to work at understanding every single day. And I know I will continue to work at that. This is something that I'm trying to grasp and I will work at through my rest of my high school career. Making mistakes is normal. And even if your teachers don't understand that or your parents don't try to like deep down understand that you tried your best and that it's okay. Honestly, at the end of the day, what's most important is that you understand that. Don't try and work for other people. Don't try and impress others. Just do it for you. Sometimes you will fail assignments or tests. But at the end of the day, I say this all the time, we are on a floating rock. So don't bully yourself over something silly like that. And for issues that go deeper, Um, I know I've talked about petitions that we can sign and things like that on my Instagram before, but, um, seriously though, like, 
I just treat people with kindness in school. Like, if you feel like, like, oh, there's not much I can do to solve those big issues, there is something that you can do, which is when you're in high school, middle school, elementary, college, doesn't matter, your job, just be kind to others. It doesn't matter what color skin we have. It doesn't matter whether we came from a rich family or someone from a lower class. Like, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is that you are kind to others and you are open-minded and you are considerate. I seriously think that that is the best thing that you can do throughout your high school career. It is free to be kind and it takes more effort to be mean. Like nobody likes the mean girls or the mean kids. So be kind, be nice to one another. And that's really all I got. There are just so many things that need to be fixed, but I wanted to bring them to your attention because I know how easy it is to put all of the blame on yourself. And for my peers who are listening or, who, you know, whoever, if you are someone who is starting school soon, you are going to be okay. You're going to get through September and you're going to get through all the other months. Take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. You're going to survive it like you did last year and the year before that. Thank you all so much for listening and just know that you're going to be okay. And you guys got this. We're going to make this a good year. Be kind to one another and I will catch you guys next week. Bye.